Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I try and perform my best every night and I think that they, they see that and they kind of, we all feed off of each other's energy. If I'm jumping, they're jumping. If they're jumping, I'm jumping. It's like, I, I need them to actually exist. <laughs> This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Zuri Hall. I'm Scott Evans. And this is The Vault by Access Hollywood. (sighs) We're getting better at that crowd goes wild thing. By we, do you mean I'm getting better at it a little? I wanted, I thought maybe if I made it a we thing, it would feel less <laughs> like an attack. But yes, you're getting way better at this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bravo. I've been practicing my sound effects. Good, good. Because you're going to need a lot of fake rounds of applause today because we are talking about a woman who's absolutely worthy of it. Looking at the life and the career of the amazingly talented Katy Perry. She is a singer, a songwriter, and all-around pop superstar. Girl has had nine Billboard Hot 100 singles, and she has sold over 18 million albums and 125 million singles worldwide, which now, holy crap, like who who does that? I mean, can you say, if you can sell a song to any one person, you're winning. You're winning. I'm not Mm. buying nothing. Listen, I'm just, I'm automatically triggered. I think about the homies slanging mixtapes on the corners. We're just yes. like, yo, $5, $4, $3, I was $3. like, you need to give this away. You need to it's give it away. It's hard out here. It's hard. The music <laughs> industry is competitive, man. Uh, so what she's doing is absolutely impressive. Do you have any personal experiences with Katy Perry? It's funny. I was trying to think of um, my instances with Katy Perry. I think the majority of them have happened She's a, she's a Met baller, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like she's, she's a, I've, I've interacted with her briefly at Met ball. By that, okay. I mean, I've shouted things at her In her direction. general direction. <laughs> <laughs> Love a Met ball um, moment. That basically sums it up for us. Right? And then um, uh, American Idol. Oh, you know, okay. which happened for her later in her career. Right. Uh, or later in her, so far, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So to to interact with her as a judge and soon to be mom. Love it. I was about to say, you know, I don't think I have a Katy Perry moment. I don't know that I've even interviewed her. But then it hit you. But then it hit me. And I went to Katy Perry's fake house to be a part of that live stream that she did. And like... Talk to her for a long time. Where she did that, like, like the here's my life, like quite on literally, Big yes, type style. A hundred percent. This so just wait, shows you it, how bad my memory is. I forgot about that whole thing. What y'all need to understand is that Zuri was about to say something, and it was like a spider crawled down her wall. <laughs> the way that she was like, ah, wait. It, as a matter of fact, well, because also it's like the most. It's almost like. How did I forget this? Because it was the most bizarre experience ever in the yeah. best way. Um, but Katie had the live stream. I can't remember if it was two days straight, three days straight, whatever it was, where you could watch her live literally yep. 24 hours a day on the internet. So I went to the house and my the network was like, okay, we just want you to knock on the door and then Katie's going to let you in and kind of hang out with you. And then you guys are going to do like a meditation. And I was like, 
I don't know what the fuck is happening, but absolutely. Let's go. So I right. knock on the door and Katie just like swings it open and she's like, come on in. So we're just like shooting the shit in the kitchen. And it very much feels like I'm just awkwardly at Katy Perry's house, except a million people are watching. And it's right. like going oh, to someone's right. house for the first time is awkward enough making small talk when it's just you and them. Now every Katie cat across the globe is tuned in. And, hey, um, you Katie but- <laughs> cats and kittens. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but it ended up being pretty cool. She had... <sighs> Um, a meditative guide come and we all went to the living room and we're just kind of talking about like her spiritual practice and stuff like that. She was super mm-hmm. nice. Um, it was just a bizarre experience. Um, and then there was a time, do you remember, did you watch the live stream? I did or, watch it. I did watch uh, too much of it. Too, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No, say, I, say I want to know say if it's still thing. online. I would just encourage everyone to go back and watch it. Carvel 72 hours. In I remember tears um from her or from other people who were in the house? wasn't it her didn't she cry at some point Oof, gosh um a I lot happened tears. yeah a lot happened i remember feeling like whoa i think we're not gonna see a lot of people do this right it's a lot to just put yourself out there for that long um you can still see it on youtube by the way so you can go check it out remember the moment where she had the quote unquote dinner party and Amanda Seals was there. Caitlyn yes. Jenner was there. Yes. And really that was one of the big moments when Amanda Seals kind of came um, to the forefront and at a whole new level. She had already been super successful. Mm-hmm. was already killing her career, but her uh, telling Caitlyn Jenner what it is and what it's not in the best way possible, might I add. It was very, it was just a great classy response, but she went viral for that moment. That was during Katie's live stream. Um, yes. So that that was definitely a standout. It's a good watch. When I tell you that I, when I can't wait to, to get off of this episode to mm-hmm. go pull that up, mm-hmm. it's, it is, it is though, think about it because in a lot of ways, right? So we, we've been, we started this whole podcast as an opportunity to dive back into some of our oldest interviews, some of our most beloved moments that really didn't even make it to air, right? Mm -hmm. We've only known Katy Perry as a mainstream artist for a little over 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean, she's really out here winning. Think about the fact that she started singing in church, right, Mm -hmm. as a kid Mm -hmm. and had dreams of making it in gospel music. And I think that you... You could even say her first album was like a Christian like rock a Christian kind of pop band. rock situation. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that didn't quite land uh, with a big splash, I should say, uh, because maybe that was fulfilling to her personally, but when, mm-hmm. it didn't, when it didn't make a big splash commercially, she switched things up. And so when the 2008 album, one of the boys hit with the I Kissed a Girl Ooh. first single, I remember hearing it the first time and being like, this voice is not a voice you hear all the time. Katy mm-hmm. Perry has such a way of singing a song that you instantly know it's Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. No, she, she's definitely, for me, it's the catchy hooks, the jingles. I was just like, ooh, kissed a girl. Wait, ooh, okay, top 40. And I liked it. I liked it, yes. <laughs> I, I loved it. And I was just surprised, I'll be honest, to uh, hear it 
in such a like top 40 pop way. It was the mm-hmm. first time. And I think that was a part of why it took off. Like, obviously we were ready for that, right? Like a, mm-hmm. as a population, as a people. And so it was nice to hear that reflected in actual reality, something that a lot of people can relate to in a cute top 40 pop song. So yeah. I, I think that really um, was kind of like the door just completely swinging open for her because technically she took a bit of a risk, right? With that being yes, her absolutely. pop single. And it more than paid off. And that was my jam. I loved it. And what it did for me more than anything was wish that I had was old enough to have invested in cherry chapstick. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine what your stock portfolio would have been looking Mm. like, say, 2010. Listen, that cherry chapstick. Whoo, talk about imagery. Yeah. Retire. Smell it now. Retire. I can smell it right now. (laughs) Okay. So we first sat down with Katy Perry one year after that big splash in 2008. So in 2009, she was already a superstar. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing her music. During our interview, we asked her what all of this success was meaning to her at this point and how it felt to be on an international tour. Listen. Uh, The tour is going fantastic. Um, It was one of my big goals this year is to have a sold out tour and the tour is completely sold out all around the world. And, you know, I'm in a different city practically every night and everybody's responding so amazingly. The kids are amazing. Um, They're freaked out. I sometimes think they're all hopped up on sugar and it's not just me. (laughs) So when you get out there and you see the fans and they're all kind of cheering for you, I mean, what kind of an experience is that? I mean, that must be like overwhelming and exciting just to be like, wow, these people are here for me. Well, that's the thing is when you're, you're on a tour and you're playing shows, you know, where kids buy your ticket to come to see you, it's a different experience rather than playing a party or playing like a festival. I mean, generally people want to see you, but um, these kids bought tickets months in advance and it is probably one of the most fulfilling things. Um, and I can say, you know, it might sound cheesy, but when someone sings back your lyrics or sings along with you and knows every single lyric, right. sometimes my crowd is singing my lyrics louder than I'm even, I'm like, I don't even really need to be here. Um, And that is pretty much the best feeling in the world. Did you ever think that you've had, I mean, looking back and and seeing the success that you have right now, I mean, did you ever think that you'd get here and like that this is all happening to you? Um, Well, there's a really good quote. Um, It's preparation meets talent meets opportunity. And that was really real in my life. Like. I prepared for this moment. I prepared to kind of catch my lucky star. I didn't know it was going to be so big and so worldwide and everybody was going to sing along. Um, But I was always prepared for this moment. And you really have to be because if you're not, you you can almost be so much too intense and you can burn real big and fast right at first, but you'll burn out. And so, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been really intense, but I pace myself and, you know, I'm looking to do big things every step of the way, hopefully. I love it. Yeah, I mean, the cool part about Katy Perry is she knows she's earned the spot that she's in mm-hmm. by planning splashy singles with solid singing ability. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not just a, oh, we we picked this girl, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that her ability to stay 
in the forefront of pop music is contributed to because she can she can sing you a song like right. a real yeah, good she, song she truly can sing what what stood out to me in that clip is she's talking about uh, not really slow and steady wins the race but the idea of burning brightly quickly and then disappearing mm -hmm. versus the opposite and that's a testament to her longevity this is the beginning of her sort of mainstream pop career and she's already skyrocketed to stardom but in hindsight that is really impressive to listen to because she was playing the long game even then when it came to right. pacing herself when it came to um giving enough but not so much that you burn out fizzle out and it's like oh mm -hmm. what happened to that Katy perry girl with like ten thousand good songs in one year that just like disappeared after right um and and that's saying a lot that she didn't burn out and go mia because that hello katie tour visited north america europe asia australia i mean to literally be jet setting from country to country two years after your first single and they're all like she said showing up for you not the festivals not the you mm -hmm. know the the, the random par uh, parties or holes in the walls their coffee houses um that's a lot that's a lot on anyone so for her to still be top of her game 10 years later is impressive and to know that you went from kissing a girl and liked it to singing at historic inauguration mm -hmm. you know what i mean a song that has become kind of iconic with persevering and loving yourself and lifting yourself up you know what i mean like i was not shocked to see Katy perry standing in that space singing inauguration night so i mean it's mm -hmm. it's a testament to who she is and, and what she knows about herself mm -hmm. as an artist mm -hmm. okay well i want to listen to another clip from the vault in just a second here but before we dive into more Katy perry it's time for a quick ad break look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. All right, we are back and we ready for back. our trip down memory lane. Time to get back to it with all of these awesome Katy Perry interviews we have. Let's go ahead and throw things to 2012, okay? This was a massive year for Katy. She had just come off the California Dreams Tour. She was still on top of the world. Remember oh, this phase? Such a good phase? tour. Such this, a good, this it, is a good imagery, era. Right? Like, I remember the vibes, the aesthetic, the, the style. It was very, no pun intended, dreamy. A lot of blue mm -hmm. and just, I mean, obviously. Teenage Dream? Yes, that was what a good Damn. song. The whole album was named after that single, that lead single. It was her third studio album called Teenage Dream, which, fun fact, was named Access Hollywood's number one album of 2010. It's a good one. It's a it good was a one. good one. Yeah, yeah. I bought it. Did you buy it? Like I actually spent money on that song on the album. Like this is at this point, 2010 would have been the year where I started realizing, oh, if you want to actually support artists, you gotta buy the music you should buy their like don't yeah. just listen to their music but like mm -hmm. buy their music mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. it was one of those albums that yeah because before i was like what's a lime wire you know <sighs> what i mean i'll be honest i was like what's a what's a what was the other one the orange one oh the, um, i i was a lime wire back when i was like 12 but that was before wait <laughs> that you <laughs> old as hell and i can't <laughs> relate <laughs> Ah, <laughs> kidding. We're like a year. Ooh, your friend. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you thought you had a friend, you don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so I remember LimeWire, but no, you're right. And it's especially like her rising to fame was around that time when the music industry was shifting mm-hmm. in the way that we consumed music and the way that artists were paid. We started to see the shift happen from album sales. They were mm-hmm. like, well, I'm about to pay my bills off of that. And they would have to hit the road. Touring became more important than ever, especially in that weird uh, chapter before streaming really took off. Really and they found off. new ways to compensate artists via the streams. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who actually just told me that, and this is this is one of the reasons why I buy music now. He's a music producer and has had um, millions of plays with artists like Chris Brown, Tank, uh, mm-hmm. and several others, and said for a million plays, he gets a check for like, I think 3250, 32. I'm sorry, 32,050 no, hundred dollars. $32.50. For a million like plays? A million a million streams get you about thirty dollars. And so And he wait I, to it, clarify, he's a writer, like a songwriter. He's a produ- he creates producer. the beat, which means oh he, he's God. not sharing his publishing on that side. So he's the reason for the beat. The reason for the beat. And so when wow. he told me that, I was like, oh yeah, we gotta. We gotta See, buy music. That's crazy. You gotta, if you lo- if you love it and you listen to it all the time, buy the yeah. music. Amen to that. Okay, so up next in our trip down memory lane of mm-hmm. great Katy Perry interviews, I want to throw things back to 2012, okay? okay? Can we do that? 2012. A little 2012 action. Okay. Here we go. This was a massive year for Katy. She had just come off the California Dreams tour. She was on top of the world mm-hmm. still after her third studio album, Teenage Dream, one of my favorite, maybe my favorite Katy Perry album. Good one. She had some bangers on that good one. It was a one. really good one. Yep. Fun fact, Access Hollywood named that its number one album of 2010. And once Katy's tour concluded, she started promoting her next project, mm-hmm. Part of Me. Now, in case you don't remember, Part of Me was an autobiographical documentary concert film. It took place during her tour and provided a really earnest, super honest look into her professional life, her personal life. This was also around the time that her divorce was finalized with Russell Brand. Remember the couple married in 2010 and like 15 seconds later, they were like, yeah, nah, yeah. I, want, I want my money back. This was like, Check, this was like that, uh, how do I own the narrative situations, right? Like this mm-hmm. is one of the, how do you interrupt all of the media fare about me with my own message that I have yeah. said, set out, and edited myself. Right. This was right, it. right, right. Exactly. I mean, it was a year. I guess, I think maybe 2010 married, 2011 separated. Uh, before things kind of fell apart for those two. Well, Access sat down with Katie while she was doing press for this film. Uh, listen to what she had to say about the project. When you set out to do the project, did you realize how? open you would end up being throughout this process. Yeah, and when I decide to do something, I do it wholeheartedly. And um, I'm pretty honest with my songs. That's what I strive to be, is connect with the truth. Um, and with everything I do, especially artistically and creatively, um, and if it's extension of my music, which this film is an extension of my music because it's all about how I got here and how I wanted people to hear my songs and sing along, um, I do it honestly. The, the one part, you know, get into all that sad stuff, girly stuff, but the fans, like I love the way, first of all, the ages just range and they come in there dressed up and they're ready and it's like a Dylan's candy bar just exploded all over the place. As a tribute to the fans, is that, when you, when you wrote down what you wanted to do with this, was that a really important part? Was that top of the list as far as a tribute to them? 
Well, I mean, they have been a, a great support system for me and my music. And when the record labels and the CEOs and the guys in suits said, no, you, I don't understand that song, or I don't understand how you dress, or uh, we don't like your songs, we want you to be like someone else that's popular, I went to my audience at Hotel Cafe, which is a little venue here in Los Angeles you see in the film. Um, and I just played my songs and the audience responded. So they've always been very responsive and encouraging and it's just a big community of people that have grown. And we all have the same kind of uh, ideas and perspectives. I think women, especially when you watch something like this, I think um, sometimes we don't compartmentalize as well as we'd like to or we think we can. Do you, when you're watching the film, did you, was there any point where you cringed or you went? Yes, of course. What, what stood out to you when you Well, I didn't, but I didn't want it to be a film just about all of my great success that is so boring and awful right. and ugh. It's just a film about a normal girl because when you take all this makeup off and all these false eyelashes off, I'm pretty plain Jane. And I had a dream. I planted a seed of an idea and I watered it and I worked really hard for it. And sometimes life gave me major curveballs. They threw me major curveballs, but I got through them, you know? And it's not about winning a lottery if you want to be successful. You really have to go out and get it. You gotta hustle. Mm, I love that. Hustle. And hustle she did. I like that she brought up the fact that, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and that she mm -hmm. too has those highs and lows. Katie was told no for a long time. She was dropped by two labels during the production of her second album, but obviously didn't give up and has everything she has mm -hmm. now to show for it. Um, we only see so often that the glitzy, sexy, shiny finish line moment, which mm -hmm. is the making it. But there's so much grinding that goes into that moment. It's, it's very very similar to, you know, when we watched Beyonce, what was the name of her first uh, documentary, her docu? Life is But a Dream, 2013. Life is But a Dream. Life is But a Dream. Yes, which I love to see. And then most recently, um, the behind the scenes stuff that she's shown, even when Beyonce went uh, into the behind the scenes of Coachella and, and bringing mm -hmm. that to life, because really lifting the veil on the ugly stuff, the hard stuff is relatable and it's also endearing. So it's smart strategy, honestly. And Katie, as we've seen in these previous clips from the vault is strategic in a good way and she knows it's a little bit boring and safe to just be like and then I accomplished this and this and this so any artist who's willing to be like yeah that sucked a lot right but this is what it looked like while that was sucking I'm like more power to you makes me feel better about my life <laughs> you know and and to also know that that's that's the part that makes life life exactly. it's not just winning it's not just the success, but it's also the work. Yep. Right. I was watching, uh, listening to someone the other day talk about um, how we as people are doing our best to shorten the um, journey from one from one spot to the other spot. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's it's about getting there as quickly as possible. It's about mm -hmm. getting to the next thing as as fast as possible with as few um, uh, ups and downs or experiences really as possible, and mm -hmm. that eventually that the end game of that is the place you're hoping to get to mm -hmm. is the place in which you're standing yeah. right as, yep. as if you if you continue trying to shorten that that uh journey and you miss all of the point which mm -hmm. is the journey 
right. right? Right. That a dance doesn't a dance doesn't happen because it reaches the end of the dance. The dance is exhilarating because of all of your dancing. Yeah. <laughs> right. The performance mm-hmm. in between. And so it's I think sometimes really encouraging to hear some of these really popular, really big artists talk about the fact that, yeah, I'm trying my best not to hide my lows or my losses or the the parts that make me human. Um, because I think it's important for you to know that it's part of getting to where I'm, I've gotten. Yep. You know what I mean? It's part of, it's part of my journey. Katy Perry is one of those people that when you listen to her interviews, you can tell, you almost can hear where she is in like which era is which right like she's got (laughs) she's almost got this like candy girl thing happening in that interview you know what I mean definitely has like a breathy kind of doll like you know this is what I said (laughs) do you remember the song that she did with the with the with Rebecca Black the Friday Rebecca Black I remember Friday Friday gotta get down on Friday yeah Last Friday night, right. she oh, was yeah, right. in yes, the dark. I was in last Friday dark. night. Yes. To, yep. She has this way of incorporating popular culture, incorporating almost the meme kind of culture mm-hmm. into her music or uh, music videos that yeah. make it highly shareable. Yeah, and that's so good. I like of, that observation that you said, like integrating meme culture into her videos and imagery. Do you remember the Super Bowl? Oh my God, could was we forget? 20, was it 2015? Shark! <laughs> shark! <laughs> shark! <laughs> <Left> shark! <laughs> right? It's like that performance, mm-hmm. 2015, that Super Bowl, Katy Perry lit social media on fire mm-hmm. i think over 118 million people watched her halftime show uh it is still still one of the most rewatched halftime show performances i think mostly because people who dressed up as the left shark needed to know what their choreo was <laughs> right they were trying to learn to move what is my choreo for when right. i'm walking around What's so the people motivation? know what <laughs> my fans. you know what i mean but that show won two emmy awards i didn't even know that wow for best halftime show? I mean, what's the category? Did you just say best halftime show? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shit, yes. that's what it was. Yes. <laughs> it was outstanding lighting design, lighting direction for a variety show, and outstanding costumes for a variety program or special. I mean, got it, got not it. Not mad, right? Not mm-hmm, mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm telling you, the costume gets you every single time. So the show was no doubt a big hit on the night, but it also stayed with us for years to come. And I don't have any kids, so I couldn't tell you which came first. But didn't Baby Shark come after? Baby Shark came after. I'm picking up what you're putting down. My favorite one is the hip hop version. Is there a hip hop version? Yes. Google it. You and the Google. You won't be sorry. We never are. We never are. After we go to this clip. I have another Google for you, but Access sat down with Katy Perry a month before she was set to take this stage. Listen to what she had to say. You know, I've been on tour in my own tour for a whole year. I'm in the middle of it still. I've done 108 shows. And so I think uh, I am very well, a very well-oiled machine at this point. Mm -hmm. My show is two hours and 10 minutes long. And um, 
this show for the Super Bowl is going to be 12 and a half minutes long. <laughs> Vastly different, but I do think the adrenaline for the Super Bowl will be 100 times what I go through on a day-to-day -day basis. So what are you most nervous about? Like a, like the lighting going wrong, or more importantly, maybe a wardrobe malfunction? Um, I, I'm not nervous about much, but um, I will be interested to see uh, the gifts. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> like when, uh, yeah, when Beyonce performed and sure. then she, you know, sort of banned the photos afterwards because they were so, you know, like Did crazy. She, are you, are should you, I do that? I feel like I should get on the phone with her and be like, what did you do? Tell me everything. That, are you hoping to live up to sort of her amazing show? Listen, nobody's going to live up to Beyonce. <laughs> Stop putting me on that altar. How dare you? Um, I'm going to bring something very special and different and larger than life. I, I really am going to play on my strengths, which I believe for me is a combination of um, humor uh, and sass and color and incredible joy. Yeah. Well, so now, is there anybody that you would like love to live up to? We've got Madonna, Britney Spears, all these amazing women that have performed. Anybody you hope to sort of live up to? Is there any sort of tease you can give us about what to expect? Um, well, you know, uh, I guess Diana Ross uh, famously <laughs> dropped the mic and was escorted out via helicopter um, at one point during a Super Bowl performance. And I like her style. Yeah. That's the style. That's the kind of thing I like. Uh, bigger, bigger is better. What stands out to me most in that clip from the vault is how different in tone it is from the clip before it, right? Mm -hmm. the, the the bass and the voice, the conviction, mm -hmm. the decisiveness, her saying, you know, no, I'm not nervous. Thanks for asking, basically. Right. And right. Um, I'm going to play to my strengths with, with complete assuredness that she has plenty to play on. Um, there's definitely more, I'm going to own this. I'm not going to play coy. I'm not going to minimize my myself or, mm -hmm. or, or be shyer than I am. Yeah, I'm doing the Super Bowl, then I'm going to kill it. Stay tuned. I you, love that, and, that evolution. And and not only, but I'm going to give you everything you would expect from a Katy Perry performance and more. She came in on a mechanical lion, left on a shooting star. Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott both made guest appearances, mm -hmm. right? Like, Katy, what you, what you know you're going to get with Katy is a show. You gonna get a show, you gonna get a shark, you gonna get half the zoo. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like it's it's it is it is unreal. I also thought it was really interesting when she said, listen, get me up off of this pedestal with Beyonce. Right. Don't We're even saying my name. Don't try We're to saying my me. name in the same sentence. Let me live my own life. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me live my own life. It's also to think about asking the question like what do you hope you'll live up to Beyonce it's like uh who can right right don't even try don't even touch that that's not even I don't yeah. want to die on that hill like I'm <laughs> good I'm gonna do my best here, how about that right exactly which is really what it should be right so it, it's indicative of just the concept of running your own race like and truly with a mm -hmm. race like the one that Katie is running and so many of these amazing incredible artists why waste a minute of that looking at someone else's when it does not diminish what's happening in front of you at mm -hmm. all in a sense and that's easier said than done but I love that she has that sense of self to be like yeah we're not doing that I don't even I don't even the, oh, I'll the, take some notes from her, but I'm not exactly. about to. I'm not I'm about a, to uh, so, can I get on that uh, no photos after? Right. I'm, Wait, I'm, so the there was a moment when you talk about the like social media commentary mm -hmm. during and after a performance, like the, the Twitter 
this is like when we're watching um, uh, a performance, like the live tweets mm -hmm. were on a whole nother level. <laughs> I remember reading a tweet when after Missy Elliott left the stage, it was like, look at, cause you know, kids are yeah. at, the, at that time, it was very, very young people who were fans of Katy Perry's music, mm -hmm. uh, the majority. It was a joke, I believe, but it was the, the comment was, look at Katy Perry, always watching out for these, always launching new artists. Mm. Oh, wait. Like they didn't know that Missy Elliott was, was, oh was a whole Grammy winning producer. Oh my God, what the whole OG, what is <laughs> yeah. happening? Look at Katy Perry. Yes, empower, empower <laughs> and spread the like, love. You know what? You kids are really know. funny on, on <laughs> social media. Shout out to Gen Z. <laughs> That's it, right? All right. Gosh, okay. And also, have you heard we're not allowed to wear skinny jeans anymore? Gen Z canceled skinny jeans. They said we're lame with our skinny jeans and our side parts. Okay, well, when they can pay their own bills hey, off of more than Instagram. Talk about it. I'll be throwing away perfectly good clothes. Ooh, ooh, you ain't never sounded older. Let's end this episode before <laughs> I hurt Turn the somebody. lights off. Wasting electricity, running the water. Got my light bill sky high Don't need to read. damn kids. Can't even put two sentences together talking about <laughs> you trying to read. You trying to read. What you trying <laughs> to read? A tweet? Oh, my God. Oh, we love you, Gen Z. Just kidding, just kidding. Almost as much as we love Katy Perry, who will hey. obviously be around for a long time. Uh, she's killing it, continuing to be a judge on American Idol. She uh, is engaged to Mommy Ann's Orlando Bloom in 2019. <laughs> Shout out to Legolas. <laughs> I used to be obsessed with him. Um, she dropped a new album in 2020. Two days before that, mm -hmm. she gave birth to her and Orlando's daughter, Daisy Dove, which is just the cutest little name and so fitting a for a child name. of Katy Perry. Exactly. Like I, Katy Perry and Daisy Dove. I love it. Um, there's no stopping her. So we're here for it. Can't wait to see what she has coming up next. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Vault by Access Hollywood. They should probably subscribe, right, Scott, if they haven't yeah. by now? Yeah, definitely subscribe. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify. Basically, anywhere you places. can listen to a podcast, you can listen to ours. And exactly. right after you subscribe, maybe consider Googling Orlando Bloom has an oar. Wait, what? Like oh. a canoe? Oh, my gosh. Orlando Never Bloom forget. has an oar. Because yeah, I just feel like we've asked her about it. And <laughs> in order for you to have the full context of the situation, yeah. you should know, too. This right. might be the best Google tip that Scott has given, and he has given a lot of good ones. Take the advice. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank him later. Thank him later. <laughs> I'm going to go do that right now, as a matter of fact. We'll see y'all next week on The Vault. <laughs> next week on The Vault. I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share.